0: Hello, good evening, good afternoon, or good morning to you, wherever you are. I am your host for this podcast, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. And today's topic is about the curriculum again on architecture design studio and architecture education, and the, the big topic of theory of architecture. And today, We're talking about holding a conversation as an important skill that someone who is inspired and aspire to be an architect should have. Now we have been talking about this in the Clubhouse event, School of Architecture, and one of the protagonists, uh, Huat Lim. Discussed about the point that um, is to him very important that we need to realize is happening to Malaysian schools of architecture um, that the studio subject or the studio project is separated or not or disconnected to other modules, such as maybe theory, um, structure, environmental, sustainability, and other subjects that is happening at that particular semester or year. Well, you know, students, they they have to go through, they, they register for all the subjects. They have a total of, say, 18 credits, and the studio subject has about 10 credits, and the other three or four modules that make up that semester could be separated in terms of learning from the studio subject or it can be embedded in it so um the idea that in one semester you learn more of theory another semester you learn more of environmental science and sustainability another uh, studio is more of the urban and so on so Maybe that is not the best way to do a curriculum. This is the, the argument. So the students need to pass all these modules, including studio, but it feels it feels disjointed, disconnected. So is the curriculum being designed to make it more difficult? So he mentioned Hua uh, mentioned also about holding a conversation, and there is an important skill to have. We just had our architectural studio workshop, and we we listened to uh, Taylor's University and University of Malaya students debating on a topic, and one of the educator educator. Um, gave a review that for a debater, they should understand the theory and then debate and use examples. So that is is like something that a debater should be able to do. And um, so this is to do with a, a a debater of any subject. We're not talking about a designer or an architectural graduate here. We're talking about any debater. So but what about the architect? Why do why is this important that there is a theory behind whatever they say? Because in holding a conversation, when when you're able to theorize and just say you need to hold a conversation for half an hour in the future there is a client and you are taking that client out for dinner and you want to impress the client in a way so that he would, um, he would appoint your company to be the company that will design for him. And at this dinner, he talks about politics and you, you, just don't know about politics. So you can't have a conversation with a client. You don't have any opinion. You have, you don't have any debate. You don't have any theory. You don't have anything to say. So the client would think that this person who has no opinion is going to be, be de- dealing with, I don't know how many million um, is the cost of the project, but... That is something. That is something that that someone values in their client. Obviously, there are commercial clients. Sorry, they value in their consultant. Their consultant should be able to hold a conversation. This is a thing that people might be struggling when they to convince other people when they set out. After they graduate, that they can't look someone in the eye and hold a conversation. So that that is suspected by some employers that that sets apart there are many graduates, and this particular graduate sets is set apart from the other graduates, is worth taking in to be your employee, because they can actually hold a conversation. All of them can draw, but this person that they interview can hold a conversation. So how does this person go about being able to do so? Now, you know, uh, architecture education or de- education or whatever it is, if you're going to come out to be a professional in particular, and as an architect, there's a certain expectation of what an architect should be like. Um, you know, uh, there are these things that co- we call expectations of another person, and it's never too early to be to to have the skills. And right there, we see our students be able to debate and they're going to the third year and uh, they would be just 21 years old but they're able to argue if they are able to argue and be more convincing like that they would go far and there's one skills already that they have so we ask again the question: Is the ability of holding a conversation a prerequisite or an important component of being an architect? We ask that again, and the the argument that we put forth is that it is important and the way we educate our students, the way we give them confidence, the and try to make it the best learning experience that they could have would come to that would come to the point where they are over and over again they debate about they have an opinion about architecture or what they are doing with their projects so the younger they are the quicker they learn because there is something new for them and the if they learned the right thing earlier on, they would gain confidence because that is the right thing. They're not confused. But, and soon when they reach the um, third year or the fourth year, they, they could explore even much more depth in their study and the skills that they have. You know, when I think about students, it's just confidence, really. Some of them may already have it when they entered university from, from um, school. maybe they have this confidence from um, parenting or from their families. But everyone have a fair deal when they enter university that they could have a chance to be good in theory. And be able to debate, have an opinion, and carry on a conversation using examples. So I would, I would um, d- give my opinion now that in in the curriculum and in in the studios, if you place more importance on case studies as examples and how you know how to, to um, defend your project or try to explain your project, the narrative, the storyline, yeah, based on what you've learned. And you could actually have that eye or the observational skills of using case studies, and you don't take any examples as a good example. You're more critical, and this skill would be, be very good for you to actually develop and go forth in the next round. So, that's just one point that we debated or we discussed in the clubhouse room. That's just one point. We haven't gone into many other points But this is a clear, there's a clear thread to learning theory and how you learn theory and how you look at theory and what are the um, things that you can observe and analyze and um, set out, not correctly, but the word is set out in your mind and put it down and and talk about it, you know, the points, and giving examples. If a student can do that for five minutes, they could replicate it for a further five minutes, another further five minutes, and actually be able to hold a conversation. And because, you know, not it's not just any conversation. Adding value to the discussion and, and giving an opinion that, you thoroughly investigate it and, and, you know, interacting with the other person and there is an exchange going on, that will add value to to um, whatever it is that you maybe want to be resolving a problem or even just a, an informal chat of discussing the day's event or the current events in the world that's happening. The COVID-19 pandemic effect to architects, for example. What is your opinion on that? So students of architecture does whatever they do and they have that level of confidence or that level of understanding. So the lecturer would need to listen and would Ask back, you know, what do you mean by that, and then, and maybe give them tips or advice on how to expand on it, or what to read, and what to look for. So this is the whole idea of teach uh, of creating a learning environment. I sort of shunned away from the word teacher or lecturer. I'm going veering more to the word coach and mentoring. Mentoring is in the long term, but immediately for a course, we're talking about coaching students in terms of all the skill levels that you should have and expectations that one would like to meet. But in a way that is not, shall we say, trite or robotic, you know, It it should be a natural thing and it should be something that is easy to reflect and easy to understand so that they can work on it. What are the exercises that one needs to have so that one can improve, for example? So you need, the, the lecturer needs to point that out. So this is a short and sweet uh, discussion regarding theory of architecture. Just one point that we discussed today, holding a conversation. And I thank what Lim for pointing that out in the Clubhouse Room School of Architecture and there will be another discussion where a student is going to do that. whole a conversation because people are not going to see the, his drawing. People are going to listen to him talking about his design thesis that he did recently. He's graduated, so there is no pressure. And see you in the School of Architecture Clubhouse room soon. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And see you in another podcast too.